Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now our story continues. Earlier today, Kit had seen Dr. Whitney. He had told her that it was all arranged for Kit's visits with him to continue, and that the proposed class which Kit was to instruct had been approved. Kit should have been very satisfied with herself, but she wasn't. She kept feeling that she had passed up an opportunity. She kept remembering Dr. Whitney's words. I want you to know that I'll do everything I can. And at the close of her interview, when Kit had appeared to break down, sobbing with gratitude, Dr. Whitney had been constrained to prevent himself from making a gesture of deep personal emotion toward the beautiful girl. Why hadn't she asked him then if he would assist her in getting away from the prison for a short time? A short time in which she might see Randy Lane, which she was desperate to do. It was later now, early evening, and the women prisoners at Three Falls are gathered in scattered groups for the pre-dinner recreational period. Well, lovey, it looks like it's going to be a nice night. Mm. Look how bright the first star is. Later there'll be a moon. And the air... Mickey, for heaven's sake, do you have to talk all the time? But I like to talk. Well, then talk sense. What difference can it make to us what kind of a night it is? They're all the same when you're cooped up in this place. Oh, but we should appreciate it for our fellow men. The ones outside the prison. Isn't that your new philosophy? Thinking of others instead of yourself? Look, Mickey, isn't it difficult enough being here without trying to get in each other's hair all the time? But, Lovely, I'm not trying to get in your hair. The first step in your redemption is forgetting yourself, thinking of others. I was only reminded... Oh, shut up. <laughs> oh, Kit, what a phony you are. How about yourself? Well, at least I am what I am. I don't pretend to be something else. If I pretend to be something that I'm not, it's with good reason. Ah, oh, that's open to question, too. Since you're putting on an act in order to win the favor of Dr. Whitney and the prison officials so they'll sanction an early parole for you. And what's wrong with that? Oh, the parole's all right. It's what you intend to do with the parole that gives me a laugh. <laughs> I've got to see Randy. <laughs> oh, shut up, Mickey. <laughs> Dear Randy, who right now is probably looking at that same evening star... And making plans to spend a very promising evening with Miss Lily Devine. I said shut up, will you? Kit, why don't you just forget the guy? He's not for you. You've never seen him. No, but I know the kind of a man he must be from what you've said about him. He's wholesome, straightforward, honest. Frankly, after a couple of months, I think you'd be bored with him. If you only knew half as much as you think you do I have my reasons for wanting Randy that wouldn't be apparent even to one with a snooping curiosity like yours. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I've been a little stupid. I thought he was poor. He is. But he might not be. Not if he married me. But you told me your dad had cut you off. Yes, but there's Uncle David Bowman. Uncle David Bowman? Oh, yeah, the banker. And he has money? That, Mickey, is just the point. Oh. 
So Uncle David would like to see you marry Randy Lane. Nothing would suit him better. Huh? What a dope I've been. <laughs> and I thought you loved the guy. I do. Oh, sure. <laughs> well, whether you do or not, you might as well forget it. Because he'll never be waiting for you when you get out. But he promised me. He said that... Well, why don't you go on? You don't even believe it yourself, do you? If I thought he was just stringing me along, trying to humor me because I was ill, I'd... Oh, why didn't I take advantage of my chance with Dr. Whitney? What then? This afternoon. He was in the mood to do anything I asked him. Why didn't I tell him that I had to get out of prison for a few hours? Just a few hours. What? You're out of your mind. No. Well, he told me he'd do anything to help me. To help you get a parole, yes. But if you think for a minute he'll stick his neck out by helping you get away, you're crazy. But I'd come back. I'd promise. He'd believe me. Kid, if you try to do this, you'll queer the whole deal. Believe me, you'll ruin your chances of ever getting out. I don't think so. Dr. Whitney likes me. I think he's ready for anything. At least I'm pretty sure he is. And if nothing more, I could have made sure that he's ready. Now, Lord knows when I'll have another chance. You're not going to have a chance for anything if you don't take my advice. But if you're smart and play along the way I want you to, you'll be out of here by the time the next parole board meets. By the time the next parole board meets, what's going to happen with Randy and Lily Devon? Oh, lovey, give yourself credit. If you really want this guy, you can take him away from her. But forget him for now and concentrate on Dr. Whitney. Get him to use his influence with the parole board. Because if you don't, not only are you going to ruin your chances of getting out of here, but you may ruin your chances of getting Randy Lane, too. My chances of getting him. If only I knew what they are. That's what's driving me crazy. If only I could see him now. If only I could know what he's thinking, what he's doing. Perhaps Kit has reason to be concerned about what Randy is doing. Right now, he has just given Lily Devon a hand up over the half-finished threshold of the new model home. <sighs> What'd you say you call this? A dream house? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's Peggy's name for it. <laughs> Gee, I'm sorry we couldn't have gotten out here earlier so you could have seen it better. Oh, I can see well enough. This is the entrance hall. Kitchen's there to the right. That's it. This must be a bedroom here on the left. Uh-huh. There's the bath, another bedroom. This is the living room. <laughs> no dining room? No, uh, the, the alcove at the other end serves for a dining room. Oh. No point in taking up a whole room for it. After all, how often do you use a dining room? Oh, that's right. It's really a waste of space. <laughs> oh, Randy, I like the arrangement. <laughs> a living room, back, looking out the backyard, lots of closet space, kitchen close to the bath, bath between the two bedrooms. It really is a dream house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Peggy's idea, you know. Oh? Yeah, she read about it in the magazine and sent in for the plans. <laughs> They're drawn up by a very famous architect. Oh, that's so? Yeah. Well, sure, you might know the way it's laid out. Oh, and this is the fireplace, of course. Mm-hmm. You really like the house? Ah, oh, it's going to be wonderful. I had no idea you'd made so much progress. Yeah, the roof on already. Yeah, the siding is next, and then they'll be ready to plaster. Here, uh, sit down on the sawhorse. Oh, all right. Yeah, I imagine this will be about where people would have their Davenport. Yeah, want to be nice to sit here and look out on the backyard? Well, <laughs> yeah. You're really going to have something here, Randy? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, a lot of my hopes are tied up in this place. Hopes? Well, there's the evening star. You might make a wish on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if 
this thing goes, if we can sell it at the right profit, I'll be on my way. On your way where? Well, I want to settle down now. Get started in the business. So, who knows, this may be it. I want to be getting married one of these days, have a family. <laughs> yeah, Peggy named this house a dream house. She sure was right. Could be a dream house more ways than one. Maybe you'll be the answer to a lot of my dreams. I hope so, Randy. What time is it? Oh, it's not late. Well, you've got plenty of time before the supper club opens. I wish you didn't have to go to work tonight. Well, so do I. It's going to be a nice night. Yeah. <laughs> I've thought so much about how this house is going to look, I can almost see it the way it'll be when it's finished. <laughs> it's almost as if we were sitting here in the living room and the Davenport looking out the window. It could be our house, Lily. Our house? Yeah. <laughs> now, look. You haven't been taking Georgie Stewart's column seriously, have you? How's that? Well, didn't you see his column the day he said something about our running around together? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, Peggy pointed it out to me. <laughs> yeah, Georgie has a great imagination. Why? Well, he sort of gave the impression that I must be the great lover to be able to make an impression on the glamorous Lily Devon. <laughs> How wrong can a guy be? <laughs> I suspect you mean that the other way around. I haven't made an impression on you. Are you kidding? Randy, do you mind if... Well, of course, I know it's pretty silly, but... Do you mind if the people here sort of get the idea that we're... Well, would you object to our names being linked together? Oh, certainly not. Oh, that, that's strictly under the heading, local boy makes good. Ah, <laughs> oh, but don't worry. Nobody takes anything too seriously that Georgie Stewart might say. If Randy only knew, he was very wrong in assuming that nobody would take seriously anything that Georgie Stewart might say, because his whole life may be affected by the seemingly insignificant article in Georgie's column, the item which Kit Calvert has read. <laughs> 